Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to have you with us. Why don't you stand with us? Let's praise Jesus today. God, you're worthy. We're here for you. Sing it out. When all I see is a battle, you see my victory. surrounds me There's nothing to fear for I am safe with you Come on, can we lift our voices in this place? Sing when I fight So when I fight I'll fight on my knees With my hands lifted high Oh God, the battle belongs to you and every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Yes, it does. We trust you, Jesus. And if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for Sing it out. An almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, and you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power. Come on, lift your voice today. Sing almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. That's right. When I fight, when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my 
this place, Father. I thank you that we get to praise you this morning. God, I thank you for the cross. I thank you for your sacrifice, for the freedom and joy that we have in your name, Jesus. I pray this morning that you would speak to us, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, Lord. Break our hearts for what breaks yours, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, you may go ahead and take a seat. Good morning, Grace Community Church. Great to be with you this morning. My name is Danny. I have the joy of serving as the pastor here at our University Boulevard campus. We're glad you're, you're with us. Also, I uh, just want to welcome those who are live streaming with us as well. We're glad you're joining us. And so it's just good to be together. Good to be together this morning. I want to give you a heads up that our service is going to be a little bit different today because typically what happens on this Sunday is that we dedicate our entire service to what is called International Day of Prayer. So if you've ever been a part of one of these before, you kind of know what's coming. Maybe you have not, so I want to give you a heads up what's about to take place. First of all, we're going to pray a lot today. We're going to pray a lot. And we're going to pray specifically for brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who are being persecuted for their faith in Jesus. And this really ties in so well to what we have been learning as a church over the last several months as we've studied 1 Peter. We've learned that part of our identity as believers is that we are spiritual exiles, living in a world that is not our home. And Peter talks a lot throughout his letter about the fact that as believers, there is suffering for our faith in Christ. That's a little bit harder to understand in America, right? The place that you and I live, we don't see suffering for the name of Jesus as much. Maybe in some pockets we do, but not as much as those living around the world. And so we're going to pray today for three different countries where our brothers and sisters, and yes, our brothers and sisters in Christ are suffering for the name of Jesus. We're going to pray today. We're also going to hear from Dr. Bob Fu, who is currently at our old Jacksonville Road campus, but you may be wondering, like, why did this thing just slide down behind you, Danny? It's because we're going to simulcast Dr. Fu in, in just a moment. So we'll have a chance to hear from him, somebody who has personally suffered for the name of Christ. And then again, we're going to pray throughout the rest of our service for three different countries. If you are a parent and your child is in the auditorium this morning, I just want to let you know from one parent to another, Today is totally safe for your kids. There'd be nothing up on the screens that would be inappropriate for them or even scary this morning. So I think it's a great time as a parent to invite your kids and to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world. So if you'll please direct your attention here to the screen. We're still good, right? We're close. Anyway, we spend Sunday uh, in November praying for the persecuted church, praying for people around the world that are in struggle. And, um, and I really hope today is an opportunity for you to think outside of yourself, to really enter into this moment and to be able to grasp the, the power of what it means for the body of Christ to pray for the body of Christ around the world. I, uh, I was going to give a long introduction of Dr. Bob, but um, 
I've decided not to because his story speaks for itself and it's beautiful and it's powerful. Dr. Bob Fu, thank you so much for being with us today from China Aid. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Doug and uh, Vicky, for your, and Pastor Stephen, um, for your uh, hospitality. Yes, good morning, Grace community. Yeah, the Lord's um, grace uh, continue to be with you and uh, abundantly. It is uh, such a pleasure uh, to be with you all uh, this morning. Um, we um, used to study at um, Westminster in Philadelphia for seven years before we, um, our family kind of uh, were attracted uh, to be a naturalized citizen of the People's Republic of Texas. <laughs> 14 years ago, that's uh, kind of, uh, we, we uh, reside uh, in the um, West Texas and um, like you guys, we have oil and gas and just a little bit in need of a tree and water over there. And, um, uh, but one thing in common is uh, these two communities are really afire, you know, on fire with God, right? And they love the Lord. Um, so we already experienced that uh, in the first two services. So let me start uh, with the uh, scripture reading uh, this morning at uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 to 14. Uh, here's uh, from Apostle Peter. Uh, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when His glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. What a beautiful part of the word of the Lord. When um, Stephen kind of uh, uh, told me that uh, you guys are actually now reading, um, I mean, according to your uh, scriptural calendar, and uh, this Sunday is to the first Peter. And uh, what a coincidence, um, maybe not a coincidence, God's providence, by using a reform term, is uh, that um, it reminded me that 25 years ago in the uh, city of Beijing, I was called um, as the God's double agent. By the way, that was the name of my book um, after uh, Wall Street Journal <laughs> did a profile and uh, called me God's double agent because I was um, really blessed by the humor of God uh, with a, a full-time job teaching English to the Chinese Communist Party leaders in Beijing as my daytime job, and uh, at the end of each month, to make it more beautiful, is uh, every month I got a full-time faculty paycheck directly from the treasurer of the Chinese Communist Party as my mission fund. 
I think、uh, it will make Stephen very worry-free for fundraising if you work in the, that position. And、uh, at the same time, basically, it was a very light job. You know, teach Communist Party leaders.、Uh, the Are very slow. Usually take one semester to finish 26 alphabets, and I'm just riding by my bicycle, busy like、uh, as any church planter, evangelist,、uh, you know,、uh, sharing the gospel campus by campus from Beijing University, Tsinghua University,、uh, the Renmin University, the University of Foreign Language Studies,、uh, basically. It was a big revival time. That was the 19 in 1990s, right after the Tiananmen massacre. Actually,、um, I was one of the students' leaders in my university. We、uh, in the Tiananmen Square occupied that square, and later on, because of the grace of the Lord, I came.、Um, I mean, I was kind of called to be a follower of Christ after the massacre during the political persecution time. And that was another story、uh, in itself. But it was、uh, that during that time,、um, you know, I was baptized、uh, by a pastor, a house church pastor, Pastor Young, and who uh, spent uh, over 16 years imprisonment for the name of the gospel and、um, the Lord. And、uh, then、um, when Heidi and I, my wife, got married.、Um, By Pastor Alan Yuan from Beijing, and he spent over 22 years imprisonment for the name of Christ. So again, again, surrounded by this kind of a, a cloud of witnesses, and from the persecuted part of the body, they kept telling us,、uh, "said you know,、um, uh, Brother Fu, if you want to be a, a faithful follower of Christ and serving Him." Uh, faithfully in China,、uh, the first theological course you have to take—it's not a selective course like、uh, you know church history, hermeneutics, or you know apologetics. These are also important. But in China, they called prison theology. <laughs> prison theology, and、um, you know, I kind of feel. A little bit scared from the flesh, and、um, so Heidi and I specifically, I remember, prayed that, Lord, you know, give us at least three years so that we can prepare to take that course. So guess what? I mean, I think when you pray too specific, God also answered that very specific.、Uh, three years later, guess what? Heidi and I were both thrown into prison. And started our intensive course of、uh, two months prison theology in a Beijing prison、uh, for the name of Christ. That was the day when we were arrested. The morning before the kind of arrest hours, that was this part of the scripture in the First Peter chapter four was the one Heidi and I were reading together. So that is、uh, the power of the word of the Lord. He knows the time when He delivers the daily bread, right? And、uh, so that was、uh, the history, actually, of the persecuted part of the body of Christ in China. Certainly, in the biblical time, you know, in the early church history, when Peter, the Apostle Peter, wrote this. 
And、uh, when the great persecution just started in the Roman Empire, and when we see, of course, Paul and uh, wrote this uh, uh, the, uh, the epistles from the. Uh, his prison, right? You know the the Philippians, the Ephesians. I mean, all these uh, uh, letters were written from the prison. And what kind of uh, um, uh, the 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 key takeaway? I mean, because、uh, we don't have time to do a three-point sermon uh, like uh, we have. But I think I want to highlight several things from this message. That is、uh, number one: persecution. Is not a surprise. So persecution is a norm. Persecution is not a strange thing. Because, again, as Paul said from the book,、uh, I mean from the the Philippians said that if uh, uh, actually from First Timothy said if anyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. The Chinese, North Korean, Nigerian church shall be persecuted. No, he said, anyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, everyone shall be persecuted. There's no exception. Number two is only through the suffering. What the founder of Voice Matters, Richard Brunbret, who spent 16 years in prison. In communist Romania, called sufferology, the theology of suffering. Only when you understand and experience and understand the suffering and sharing the the suffering with Christ, can you really understand this joy, the rejoice, the rejoy, the unspeakable joy. I think that's the number two lessons.、Oh, I think in the Western Church, after living here for the past 24 years, travel around the country, and again, I, I, and again, I see. I think、um, we, as American church, in the, as a free church, we almost kind of、uh, forgot that part of the teaching and experience. That the early church and the persecuted part of the body, the same body of Christ, has learned, because in suffering with Christ, the glory is revealed. And how does God reveal that glory? That is、uh, the gospel. Actually, is、uh, being vividly presented, lively demonstrated in this chain. In these shackles, in the dark cells, I think、um, Peter was not just、uh, artificially saying, "Oh, just happy when you are insulted," but said, "You are insulted for the name of Christ, and then you will be blessed because this,、uh, the the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you." So in the past few years, China has entered into the worst persecution we have not seen, perhaps since the 1960s when Chairman Mao launched the Cultural Revolution. For the first time, we have seen thousands, like at least 3,000 crosses, were being torn down, forcibly、uh, demolished and、uh, and burned. 
from the rooftop of the church building. We have seen 100% of all the house churches, you have talked about hundreds of thousands, were under persecution, including actually today we have some of the witnesses here, the pastor Hu and uh, his uh, uh, beloved wife Julie, and when they landed in China for their leadership training, and 50 military police right there, surround their airplane, went up and took them out. And of course, because of the impactful ministry of uh, the gospel, and because they hold American citizenship, so they were kicked out from China. And uh, Sister Mindy, uh, she barely, just like half an hour, uh, just a gap, left China on the, on the airport when the Chinese public security officers were hunting her. And a few days later, her whole church were being smashed and uh, church lead, other leaders were being arrested for interrogation. So for the first time since the Cultural Revolution, we have seen millions of Chinese children were being forced to renounce their faith by signing a Communist Party prepared form. So that is a war against the children. I call the war against the, the Christian church, the war against the, the cross, a war against the children. So in fact, from the time when the Communist Party took power in 1949 to today in the past 70 years, the persecution against God's church has never stopped. And see, this is a new thing uh, when these uh, government-sanctioned churches, when they have to put two portraits on the side of the cross, one is the portrait of Chairman Mao, one is the portrait of Chairman Xi Jinping, the president of China right now, on both sides of the cross. So when this, you start the worship service, so-called worship, worship service, the congregation is... Uh, mandated to rise up and sing the Communist Party's national anthem before doxology, before singing the praise of the Lord. And one pastor was even sentenced to 12 years for refusing to put a Communist Party's national flag on the church parking lot. 12 years imprisonment. And we have seen, of course, Pastor... Yeah, Pastor John Tao, very close friend of mine for over 20 years, a Chinese-American fellow North Carolinian, he set up 20, a 16 school for 2,000 minority children in the China-Burma area when he saw the need and Chinese government lured him back, sentenced him to seven years imprisonment. And we have Pastor Wang Yi. He was sentenced from early Roman Covenant Church. He was sentenced to nine years imprisonment for one Sunday sermon preaching based on the text of John 3.16 calling for the Chinese president to repent and offer the salvation of Jesus Christ. And on and on. And of course, Chinese Communist Party is found committing a genocide with the, the Pentagon estimated between one to three million, predominantly this Uyghur 
ethnic minority and Kazakhs and even, I mean, most of them are Muslim, but many are Christians too, in the modern-day concentration camp. That's what's happening today. And yet, do you think the church or the part of the body of Christ who are suffering persecution, are they being defeated? Are they complaining? Are they grumping? No, this is what Pastor Pastor um, John Hall wrote from his prison. He said, you can take away my freedom, but you can't take my prayers. My prayers have wings and leaps over the iron mesh high wall. Many brothers and sisters have heard them, and they fly freely every day and reach the heaven on the blue sky. You can impose heavy punishment on me. The first year after he was put in prison, Pastor John Hall lost over 40 pounds. But he said, but, but the Communist Party, you cannot hold my soul and spirit. It is like a cheerful yellow bird. Praise, gently praise to the iron gate. My Savior must have heard them. So this is the beauty of prison theology. Because the Chinese Christians, I think like the early church, like other part of the suffering body in North Korea or other you know, parts of the world, they treat this as a win-win. They said, if we are out of prison, we certainly can, you know, will share the gospel in season, out of season. Jesus won, right? And if we are in prison, the prison has become a new ministry field. That's how the gospel of Jesus Christ has been exploded. Many said, I mean, some, some disputed uh, from some church leaders uh, from Iran. I met with some Iranian pastors and we're competing which country has the most rapid growth of the church. And, uh, and I still feel the rapid growth in China, especially under the 70 years of communism, is phenomenal. When Chinese Communist Party took power in 1949, there's only less than one million Christians in China after one and a half centuries of foreign missionaries' ministry with the really blood and sweat, some even muttered. But today, according to a study by Purdue University, they released, they said, after studying the past 100 years of religious growth, they concluded the number of Chinese Christians today has already reached at least over 100 million, 100 to 130 million Christians in China. 100-fold growth, yeah. So that's part of a prison theology. So when I was in, in that jail, experienced a little bit with that. So the first three days and nights of nonstop kind of torturing and beating and threw into that prison cell, we were asked to sit like this 12 to 18 hours a day, lining up with 20, 30 other fellow prisoners in the same cell. 
And I think, well, Lord, uh, this is the best time to kind of start a choir in prison. So we started, I said, ready, set, go. You know that sound, right? It is uh, give thanks to the Lord. And uh, then, of course, uh, the prisoner, one prisoner reported me back to the guard, and then I was uh, forbidden to, uh, to use word. And uh, then, uh, you know, we're created by the Creator uh, with creativity. And I said, ready, set, go. Mm, 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 mm. So that is even easier. So the whole column, not only my prison cell, the whole of the prison cell next, they're all singing, give thanks to the Lord. To the point by the end of uh, my second month in prison, every prisoner regard me as their spiritual counselor. That's the secret of the revival. That's the secret, I think, of the prison theology. So be prepared. I think in the U.S., we may gradually and surely experience the persecution, but you will be blessed more because you will know the utmost unspeakable joy. May the Lord continue to bless all of you and bless the whole church. Thank you. Thank you. So challenging and wonderful to hear from Pastor Bob. I, um, it's just amazing to hear his joy, his courage, his solitude. He's just determined. And so... You know, as we're praying for um, President Jinping this morning, and I think of just the population, we don't understand population numbers of 1.4 billion people, and that only 6.8% of the entire population is Christian. So we think of those numbers as a lot, but it's only 6.8%. And to give a little perspective, you know, our country, the U.S., is uh, 300 million, so 1.4 billion versus 0.3 billion, uh, we can kind of become to think that our life is normal, right? We are very abnormal uh, in the world. Um, the life that we live is very unusual, and the life they live is the norm. So uh, let that increase our, uh, our, our desire to pray, our urgency in prayer uh, as we lift them up this morning. Uh, God, we thank you that we can um, bring our Chinese brothers and sisters before you uh, this morning. God, we pray for the, the church leaders, uh, the church members in the underground church. Uh, God, if it's in your will that you will give uh, freedom and, and escape um, to some and to those not, God, that uh, we pray First Peter 4.19 for them that those who also suffer according to the will of God uh, will entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. In Christ's name, amen.
If you'll remain standing, we're going to move into our next uh, period of prayer here for the country of Afghanistan. Um, And as we do this, we're going to do it a little bit differently. So as you remain standing, we're going to break into small groups. So two, three, four, walk across the aisle, turn around, and we're going to have some prayer points on the board. So as we take just a few minutes, let's pray together, then I'll close us in prayer. Dear Lord, as we continue this prayer um, as a group, as we've heard so many voices just lifting up hearts to you, God, for our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, I know I stand here safely on the stage in a very safe, protected Tyler, Texas. I know it's hard for my mind um, to grasp what 
brothers and sisters in Christ deal with every day in Afghanistan. We pray for the safety of these believers. We pray that with extreme terrorist group that truly hunt down our brothers and sisters because of their belief in the gospel message and their belief in you, God, their lives are constantly at stake. We pray that you protect them in a way that we can't even imagine because my mind just can't even go there, God. And so we're praying for your protection and your strength. And I pray that you will strengthen these believers. We pray that their strength, their peacefulness, their comfort in you grows every day, God. And that they find other believers so that they can fellowship. It's so easy for us to stand here and pick between 300 to 400 churches just in Tyler area alone. And these believers are meeting in quietness and silence. We know what isolation looks like just a little bit from this past couple years, but it's nothing like the isolation they're dealing with over there. So we pray for fellowship. God, we pray for a revival. We pray for these believers to, um, to live. We pray for their protection. We pray for their strength. We pray for community of believers to um, pop up here and there to where they're strengthened and emboldened in their faith, but they know the absolute pure love that only you provide, and they know it in a way that we tr I truly can't grasp, God. And God, we know through what we've seen politically and on the news of everything that's gone on with Afghanistan, whatever, wherever we stand politically today, help us to know that our, our true identity is a believer in you and our true identity is in you, Christ alone. And these believers over there don't really worry about the political things that we deal with here and the decisions that have been made in reference to Afghanistan. And I pray that we standing here will have a greater worldview and not think about the country of Afghanistan in a way that we might have before. We walk out today with a renewed uh, mind that we can pray for our believers, our believing brothers and sisters and their protection, safety, um, and their strength, God. And once, um, once our hearts are turned, God, more and more, I pray that our prayers are lifted up for them and we pray for them. Also, God, we pray for the Taliban. We pray for ISIS. We pray that um, these forces that are very evil can be destroyed. And God, we know that this has been going on for thousands of years. But God, we know that you can bring um, your heavenly host of armies, um, army angels, in a country that has been ravished by terrorism and extremism. So we pray that um, some of some things may happen that we can't even imagine that strongholds will be torn down and that our believers, our believing brothers and sisters over there will have renewed strength and your comfort, God. We thank you for this time to pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Bring light to the dark. 
Okay, we're now going to move to some prayer for North Korea. Uh, North Korea is in the news a lot. You know, we hear about it a lot, and, um, and it's encouraging to know that the church exists in North Korea. And here we have some areas where we can pray, and we're going to do it uh, a little bit differently this time. We're going to allow each of you, if you feel the Spirit lead you, to, to uh, pray out loud. Why don't everybody be seated? And, and uh, I'll be asked is, as you pray, that you pray, you know, speak up a little bit so we can hear you. And, uh, and then we'll, after a few, maybe a few of you uh, lift up your prayers, I'll close for us. And so just feel free to keep your eyes open when you're praying and so you can focus on these specific prayer points that we want to cover. Okay? So we'll wait for you to begin.
whatever it is, I just pray you would help us as a church to think outside of ourselves and outside of just living for ourselves here in Tyler, Texas. Um, and God, I just pray that they would, um, if they're in cells with other people, that they would find one another and be linked together. And just like we've heard in the story, Lord, whether it's singing with or without words, humming songs, that they um, could do that and find joy in that together, that they could rejoice, that they bear the name of Jesus um, and be filled with unspeakable joy because of that. And um, we just, we're, uh, just help us to never take for granted the freedom that we have here and remember to pray for those that don't. Father, I was convicted this morning just as I considered how seldom I pray for my brothers and sisters around the world. Um, you know, your son Christ said through to his disciples, you know, this is how you will know, this is how they will know you are my disciples, is you love one another. And uh, I confess I just don't have my brothers and sisters, that I don't feel that burden in my heart like I like I should. I, I, I need to, to, to own it. I need to, to love those that I, I don't know, but who I share the same faith with, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would uh, forgive me for, for not bearing that, that burden as I should. And I just pray, Father, that just as Jamie was alluding to, that I'd put some feet to my prayers and that I would consider what I can do to uh, lift up my brothers and sisters, um, pr whether it be prayer or whether it be uh, writing letters or, or whatever, Lord. And so uh, I pray for our brothers and sisters in North Korea, Lord. I pray that the church would grow, that the brothers and sisters there would be encouraged, that, uh, that they would be wise in how they conduct themselves, Father, and that they would look to you for that wisdom, Lord. I pray for a government which would be more uh, open and compassionate with regards to people uh, pursuing you, Lord. And uh, I just pray, Father, that, uh, that instead of man being glorified, that Jesus would be glorified in North, North Korea. We thank you, and we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our beloved Savior. Amen. Um, every Sunday we talk about giving and offering, and I think this is a special Sunday to be reminded together why we do this, and I'm really, really grateful for our leadership at our sta um, on staff at our, at our church who really value missions, and um, we put a big chunk of, of um, what's given to our church overseas to support our missionaries and um, for, for people just like this. And, um, I think it's a good reminder that we are part of this as one church, and it's another way that we um, can really come together and, and make an impact for God's kingdom um, to support each other um, as one global church. And I think that's really, really cool. So we're going to do that right now. There's a few ways that you can give on the screen if you feel led to today. And I'm going to pray. We're going to ask God for 
his wisdom, that he'd help us be good stewards of it. And if you feel led today to give, please do that. We keep um, our brothers and sisters overseas in our, in our minds as we do this. So God, um, we need your wisdom and your stewardship, God. I'm thankful, Jesus, when we think about you, that you model generosity so well. And um, God, we repent of the times that we are so close-handed of the things that we have. And God, I repent of that. And would you help us to be like you, Jesus? Help us, whatever that looks like, um, as a church and as individuals. God, would you just speak to us? Show us how to be like you. Jesus, we lift up what's given today. And God, we just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would be in charge of it. That you um, would put the power behind it, Lord. So as we give, um, whether it be local or global, God, that it would make an impact for your kingdom. That's our heartbeat um, here at Grace. I'm so thankful for our, our pastor, Doug, and, and for Danny, our campus pastors, our executive staff, and um, our elders. God, I'm, I'm thankful that we have a heart um, to give like you, Jesus. Help us, help us to do it. And right now, God, we do that as an act of worship to you because you're worth it, um, you deserve it, and, and we wanna see you glorified on the earth. So have your way. We love you, Jesus. It's in your mighty name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand? Finish today by worshiping our King together. We lift you up.
Yes, our King is on the move in a dark, cold tomb where our Lord has been. One miraculous breath will forever change.
really appreciate um, Kyle, you picking that song to close us out today because that song just proclaims to us the gospel, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, God's plan for all of the world to redeem broken, sinful, lost people. I love that because today we're reminded that even in the face of suffering, the gospel is going forth. Jesus continues to change lives. Think about Dr. Bob. You put him in prison, he's proclaiming the gospel. Jesus is saving people in prison. In Afghanistan, North Korea, China, and Tyler, Texas, in every square inch of this world, the gospel is going forth and it hasn't stopped. So I hope you're encouraged by that today, but I hope you're also encouraged that come tomorrow, the gospel is going to continue to go forward. And 100 years from now, unless Jesus decides to return, the gospel will continue to go forth, right? Until he steps, King Jesus steps onto this earth for a final time and says, I'm here to establish my kingdom forever. So be encouraged by that today, church. Be encouraged by that. And the gospel is the ultimate sign of God's goodness for us. So in a moment, we will end our service proclaiming God is good all the time, all the time God is good. And we kind of say that out of habit week in, week out. But today, may we proclaim that over our brothers and sisters in Christ who are suffering for the name of Jesus. Can we do that today, church? So let's proclaim his goodness even in the face of suffering today on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Church, God is good. And all the time, and we love you guys. We'll see you next week.